good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut any cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local, national, native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, mm. native issues are human issues, and human issues are native issues. This portion of the show is supported by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Yes, we need to fight for climate justice. And speaking of which, we have Nancy Bolio on, Leech Lake member, and up there in the deep north. Nancy, welcome. We want a quick update from you, and it's great to see you. And you got your cool headband on. Yeah. Boujou, it's, um, you know, uh, always a pleasure to be here in, in studio with you guys, even though it's uh, uh, like a zoom in, but I feel like I'm, I'm here. Um, I w- first and foremost want to give a shout out to all the, um, you know, nonprofits and, you know, some of the the tribes and um, like the our tipple, our tribal historical preservation officers for supporting us out in the sugar bush. And so I want to thank Indian Collective, um, Indigenous Environmental Network, MN350, Leech Lake and White Earth and Red Lake, all them and all the allies that have been out there with us. Because Robert, I think um, this following Monday, it'll be six weeks we've been out there and we are in ceded territory. So for those of those listeners that don't know who I am, I'm Nancy Bolio from Leech Lake, and I'm the northern organizer for Minnesota 350. And uh, I help lead the campaign work at Minnesota 350. And a big part of who we are is um, being Anishinaabe in a sugar bush, and we don't need a permit. We don't need to ask for permission. And what's um, really um, unique about this place that we're at, it's in ceded territory, meaning we gave up the title but we never surrendered our inherent right to hunt, fish, gather, and travel. So we are there um, asserting those treaty rights in a peaceful way off of the reservation. And being um, just about six weeks in, the DNR has not been back, even though they try to push us out and confiscate our you know, sugar bush and make us leave. We weren't having it. We stood our ground and we hope that um, our experience here in the ceded territory um, holding spaces on a shinobi in the sugar bush that we inspire other relatives across Turtle Island to hold space just like we are because we have that right. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's been fun to see all the people up there uh, and sugar bushing to just tell, let our audience know, especially our, our allies out there that may be listening to our show for the first time what what that is yeah so the maple trees they have a water that's sweet and it's tasty and it's like a water a first medicine you know so it's part of our stories part of our culture and there's just a, a particular time of the year when the temperatures are below freezing during the night and above freezing during the day and it allows that water at night to go up and back down and and, and bring it to us for there to collect it. So we're out there um, doing ceremonies. We're out there doing teachings. We're building awareness. And I, I think, you know, the one of the best pieces about being out there is having the children come out. Um, we've had two teachings this week from the Red Lake Charter School. And you know what's so um, heartwarming is when we hear our children come out there and speak our language, Robert. It was their, It's what you hear out there. And I just said yesterday, I think the kids for for speaking in our language and i said our ancestors would be proud so we're doing uh, a lot of good things out there uh you know we had a beaver feast we've had um um you know the maple camp and we've had um drying the tears ceremony where we um had a ceremony for loved ones we've last lost in the last year so i encourage people you know again to um remind the government that we have these rights and uh, again, we haven't been bothered by DNR, uh, the law enforcement, and 
what's really means a lot to us too is the neighbors haven't been out there to harass us. And I think because we worked on building relationship and awareness yeah. and then we continue to spoon feed these uh these people that I don't understand why we have these rights. Um it it's kind of get given given us a platform where we could be out there in a good way. And I think we're a fine example of what that looks like. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting too. I, I know some things happened when the the snow melted, Nancy, and uh, you guys uh, are as true uh, ecologists uh, picked up the mess and uh, and and did it in a good way. Yeah, and we even had to haul out some stuff the hunters left behind. So they always want to say, you know, we leave the mess. Well, and that that's not true all the time. <laughs> You know, I think they're just as guilty as whatever they're accusing us of. But I think what um, warms my heart, though, is that um, we're out there and we're showing, you know, the rest of the world what this looks like. And it kind of goes back to firelight. We've just seen our defendants, our non-Native allies, our cases were dismissed because the judge knew in the end that we were going to win, you know, with the treaty testimony going forward and they, they kind of surrendered and, and dismissed those cases. But that actually helps build a foundation of, um, why we're at the sugar bush now because we proved to the state of Minnesota with our court case when the Anishinaabe when we won last year we um, reiterated to the state of Minnesota that they lack subject matter jurisdiction over the Anishinaabe protecting their natural resources on or off the reservation and again the sugar bush is on ceded territory off the reservation and we're trying to protect 625 acres from them logging or thinning out in a bad way so again it's part of our creation story the um migration story and the red lake trail so we're out there in a land back status right now robert and um we're going to continue to be there and um we're going to do fish camp we're going to do monoman camp and um ceremonies and we're going to take a little pause because uh, now we're in a really muddy state out here so we're going to pause out for a couple weeks moving forward and we're going to get the road and, and the conditions right out there and we're going to invite everyone out for a round dance and that includes you oh. robert and, so <laughs> and wendy yeah i always get a bad hip on that round dance wendy you know i, I gotta get start stretching out a little better yeah, you always come back limping <laughs> yeah. yeah so you got time robert a couple of weeks to start stretching your those uh those um those crickety parts in your body and get ready to round dance with us. So yeah, we're going to make an event out of it and we're going to, you know, invite people to come out and we got plenty of room for everybody. There's parking on the road and whatnot. So we want people to bring their hand drums, good energy and, and come see what this is all about. And then take a small piece of that home with you and do it just like I did from standing rock because mm -hmm. standing rock brought me where I'm at today. I, and, we're living it now. So the sugar bush, our intention is to breathe life back into our culture and into our treaties and be out there in our ceded territory, reminding them that what good is that fish if it's poison? So we have to be out there um, protecting our natural resources because it's usually the people doing it. So this is an organic approach to holding that space. But again, we couldn't do it without the support of our nonprofits and our allies holding that space with us. So again, Chimi Gwich to everybody that's been out there. Hey, uh, just before we let you go here, uh, can you give a shout out to how we could support MN350 or how, how people out there can support uh, your work? Um, sure. Well, right now at Minnesota 350, we are in our studio, so just go to our website and and um, hit the donate link and donate to us. And then when I um, come off a of StreamYard here, I'm going to go into um, the uh, Facebook and I'm going to share the link to the camp. And we also have a GoFundMe there because it, it it's not you know cheap staying out there. And we just need some financial support to build a kitchen because food is an integral part to our camp. Right on. Hey, Nancy, thanks for stopping in on a Friday. Really appreciate you and your work, and have a good weekend. ho -wah. You too. Take care, guys. All right. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and up next, State Senator Mary Kunish. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. ho -wah.
Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex. Recording sexual acts without permission. Hurting someone because of their sexual orientation. Ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger. Purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. The Mary T. family of companies serves seniors and people with a wide range of disabilities. We provide home health care, hospice services, and accessible rental housing. This is Mary T., and we'd like you to join us. We're hiring direct care professionals, CNAs, nurses, and other support services. Our mission is to provide quality, personalized services to meet the unique and evolving needs of the people that we serve. Join a Minnesota family-owned company that was founded on a history of care. Apply today at MaryTInc.com slash careers. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Hey, Twin Cities, Latunji with Latunji's Palette Bakery and Cafe, located at 1400 Park Avenue South in the Elliott Park community. We invite you to discover the best peach cobbler, coffee, soups, salads, and sandwiches in the Twin Cities. And also, you can find my delectable treats at North Market Grocery Store, Annex Farmer's Market, Plant-Based Pop-Up, Bobby and Steve's, Handsome Hog, and our website, latunjispalette.com. That's latunjispalette.com. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we have State Senator Mary Kunish, and I mean, she's been doing bills, writing bells for the last few months here and super tired, but we really, really appreciate you stopping in and giving us updates and there's a lot going on. Welcome state Senator. How Mataki up everybody. Good to be here this Friday. All right, cool. So, Hey, uh, some updates. I know we text a little bit today. Uh, there's a lot going on at the state Capitol here in Minnesota. We are, uh, we're coming close to the end of our session. I think we might have four weeks, three to four weeks left. We have to finish by the 24th or the 22nd or 24th of May. But uh, we're at the stage in the legislature where we have heard all of the bills. Um, The chairs and the committee have put together an omnibus bill, which is like, a big bill with all the little bills in it. I, I, I say it's like a manila envelope that you stuff all, a bunch of bills into it and hand it off and get it voted off of the floor uh, with a majority vote. And now we're going into conference time. So we'll take that omnibus bill um, and we have to match it up with the House. So I'm in the Senate. Um, the House has an education, and I'm talking about education finance because I'm the education finance chair. So the House, the Senate, and then the governor also has a bill for education. We come together, we look at all three of our bills, and we merge them together. So tomorrow we'll be meeting, and our um, nonpartisan staff has put together what we call um, same and similars. So they go through all the, bo- uh, the bills and sort them out and list the ones that are the same, the ones that are similar, and then we start working on, you know, that, uh, working to merge those bills. Maybe, the, maybe a little bit of the language is different or allocations are a little bit different. Um, we come to we have to come to an agreement, but then there might be some things, and I think there will be that um, we don't agree on, and we'll continue to work on that. Our goal is to hopefully have it uh, a, a final bill with all three of those bodies of the legislature merged into one uh, by the end of next week weekend. 
So that's kind of where we are, but all the committees are doing that right now. Once that bill is done, then we take it back to the floor. We pass it off of the floor in our own, you know, in the House and the Senate, and then we send it to the governor, and then that's the deal for the, the session. Wow, that's so exciting. That's yeah, but today totally... we had we had a, a standalone bill, a very mm-hmm. important standalone bill that we passed off of the Senate, and that is um, legalizing adult use cannabis. Wow. I think I can turn this on real quick for a lot of you guys out there. Yeah, a little applause there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I know the, the House passed that. How did it go through the Senate? Um, it went pretty well. Um, you know, the thing is, is that um, Rep- uh, Senator Lindsey Port mm-hmm. has been working on this since January. And she has, I wish I had the numbers. I think it's gone through 15 different committees. Um, It's had, um, you know, I think close to 30 different amendments that either were accepted or not accepted, but most of them were accepted. A lot of uh, bipartisan work went into this. More of the amendments that were taken along the way came from Republicans than the Democrats, and for those of you that are listening, the Democrats, um, and we call ourselves DFL, the Democrat Farmer Labor uh, Party here in Minnesota, we are in the majority in the House, but we're only the majority by one person, one vote. So um, many of those, as I said, at least two-thirds, if not more, were amendments along the way came from Republicans and Chair uh, Port was very intentional about working with uh, Republicans. And so, of course, there was discussion on the floor and pushback, and there was a little kerfuffle in the middle um, (laughs) that actually ended up working out just fine. And we were expecting to be on the floor till three in the morning, and I think it was like 10 minutes after four that they finally got it passed. I I missed the final vote. I know. I missed the final vote because I was at the MIFPA um, uh, bill signing ceremony. But it's um, it's it's a success. And, you know, if you want me to go into a little bit of detail, I will. But all in all, I think we're on our way. Wow, that's interesting. I'd love you to go into detail. And one of the things that I heard, it was like 172 pages. So there's due diligence happening in this bill. Oh, yeah. It's been, you know, we have been working on this probably for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in the House, uh, so I've been in the Senate for three years, and then in the House uh, for four years. And um, the last two years I was in the House, we were working on, on, you know, getting a good idea of what Minnesotans want wanted. So we actually had... Uh, listening sessions for two years in the summer all over the country. Um, I'm not country, all over the state. Um, (laughs) And listening to communities, listening to people talk about it, the good things, the not good things. Uh, I went to a number of those to and held them in my own community. Um, And, you know, I, I would say overwhelmingly, of course, the people that went, uh, were in favor of it. And a lot of them were veterans. A lot of them uh, were in chronic pain and found this to be the only way. And uh, Minnesota has medical marijuana already, but it's very, it's a hard, it's a hard process to get in there. And then of course, um, I don't think insurance pays for it. So then you pay premium for this uh, medicinal marijuana. Um, you know, I had people come up to me in the craziest places and start telling me their story about why they use marijuana, anxiety, uh, mental health issues, as I said, um, chronic pain, um, veterans with PTSD, um, some that were recreational use, I'm not going to lie. But you know what? Uh, It was overwhelming that this was a a good uh, something that Minnesotans wanted. And so we looked at what Colorado did. We looked at what other states have done and really tried to create the best 
process, the best program. And, you know, one of the most important things, this isn't just to provide recreational, a recreational high. This is to expunge all of those people that have the that have records or have been jailed uh, for minor offenses, um, you know, black men specifically um, were incarcerated or have records uh, five times more than white people do for the mm -hmm. same issue. So just for possession, you know, if you if you get if you get caught. And you're a black man, you are five times more likely to um, to have a record or go to jail. Right. And this is ridiculous. So there's a lot to it. Are we talking about expunging too? Is that the proper way of oh, yeah. saying that? Expungement. Yep. It uh, yep. We are looking at expungement. Um, I can uh, so this this law this this bill that we have would automatically expunge low level cannabis convictions, and it establishes a cannabis expungement board to review convictions not that aren't automatically expunged it to determine um, any kind of resentencing eligibility. It eliminates current controlled some substance related crimes for the possession or sale of cannabis. And it looks at other states' practices to override the cannabis um, um, illicit market with legal regulated market, establishes new crimes related to the possession, sale, and cultivation of cannabis um, and cannabis process uh, products. So there's a whole regulatory framework that they've put together and, um, you know, just um, have been very, very intentional to make sure this is a good, safe program um, that will be taxed and uh, will, at the end of the day, go towards um, different benefits within our, our um, state. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, help me remember when Clinton was president, Mary, and we got a, uh, less than a minute here in this segment, but when Clinton was president, he did the three strikes and uh, if you remember that, a lot of it was BIPOC people with low drug uh, things going into prison for lifetime because that was their third yeah. strike. And yeah. that was just insane to even think about, if I'm correct on that. I thought it, it was something like that, wasn't it? I do remember it, but I don't remember those details. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish with some good news. Uh, you know, let's get some more tax base going here and uh, and get the right people uh, selling our stuff to ourselves. <laughs> You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back, Wendy, after this short break. Stay with us. Oh. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's, Let's live and, and let, let howl. howl. This is Ross Stadheim, partner at MJSB Employment Justice. At our firm, we specialize in cases where our clients tried to do the right thing by reporting illegal or unethical conduct and were demoted or fired. There are laws in place that protect people like you who tried to do the right thing by reporting a problem but were retaliated against. At MJSB Employment Justice, we are fearless advocates who will protect your rights and obtain justice, whether it be a Fortune 500 company or something smaller. Be heard. You deserve better. Contact us today at MJSBJustice.com. Dare to be great and up your game both personally and professionally. If you're feeling stuck in a rut and unsure how to achieve your goals, then check out the Dare to be Great event on May 20th at the Parkview Event Center at the Mall of America. It features two amazing nationally known speakers to give you that extra motivation. Jack Canfield, the legendary success coach and founder of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, will share his proven formula for success with over 100 million books sold. And Michael Vukalik, the soulful success coach and author of The Mind, The Muscle, The Miracle, will inspire and empower the audience with science, philosophy, and evolutionary wisdom. 
General admission tickets are $197, while VIP tickets are $297 and include a private lunch and Q&A with the speakers and discounted tickets to the Nickelodeon theme park. Don't miss this amazing opportunity to learn from two gifted speakers and move your life from good to great. That's the Dare to be Great event on Saturday, May 20th from 8 to 4 at the Parkview Event Center at the Mall of America. Tickets and details at OutrageousSuccess.com. Hey, AM950 listeners. My name is J.P. Debregosian. I'm the host of This Queer Book, Save My Life, the show where LGBTQ guests share the queer books that saved their lives with the very authors who wrote them. This week, I'm co-hosting with Enrico Manalo from the DEI Is podcast. We're talking with Brian McCormick about queer inclusivity at work. What does that really mean to be queer inclusive? What does belonging look like for queer folk? Join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. New at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, Kuma Wood Stoves and Fireplace Inserts, American-made, sturdy and efficient wood heaters. All models qualify for 30% tax credit you can earn for installing efficient and renewable wood heat. Come see the new wood-burning Kuma Stoves and Fireplace Inserts. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has been selling wood-burning products since 1977. Kuma wood burners are hard-working home heaters made from heavy, laser-cut steel. Kuma stoves and fireplace inserts have cast iron doors and large self-cleaning glass windows. You can see the firelight and feel the heat from their efficient fire. One of Woodland's many choices to make fire work for you and your home. Work with the chimney and insulation experts. They not only install, but will guide you if you want to install yourself. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood, gas, and electric units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services. Next time on Philosophy Talk, why we hate. White nationalist and neo-Nazi hate groups are on the rise around the globe. Ugh, I hate those guys. Well, I don't like them either, but shouldn't we be trying to love more, hate less? I don't know. Isn't it appropriate to hate hateful people? Philosophy Talk, every Sunday at 8 a.m. on AM 950. Why we hate, next time on Philosophy Talk. Get paid to upgrade. Warner Stellion will buy your appliance for $50 during our trade-in sale. No one else saves you more time from shopping to free professional delivery like Warner Stellion. Put us to the test. Shop Minnesota family-owned warnerstellion.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for cloudy skies tonight with a low around 39, Saturday rain with a high near 52, and Sunday partly cloudy with a high around 49. Come visit the award-winning Hazel's Northeast in Minneapolis for breakfast, lunch, dinner, or weekend brunch. For breakfast, try the slow-cooked brisket hash, hippie cakes, and meat waffle, while for lunch, enjoy favorites like the veggie burger or beet salad. Located off 29th and Johnson and at hazelsnetogo.com. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1. U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show was supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Hey, we have State Senator Mary Kunish on, and we're just uh, talking about some bills and things. Uh, State Senator, it must be a difference between night and day from... (laughs) Last time you were in session to uh, this time, uh, where there seemed to be no action, and now there's plenty of action and bills being passed. Plenty of action is right. It is very. It's a different. It's a whole different um, kind of experience in the Senate this year. Uh, you know, for the last two years, we've been in um, my party. The DFL Democrats have been in the mi- minority. And um, so the the GOP did not really include us in a lot of the decision making or in the conference committee program that that's going to be happening here. Um, In fact, in the whole two years that I was uh, in the minority, I had one bill heard, just one single bill heard. It was a great one. It's the creation of uh, MMIR uh, license plate. And I can tell you, I think that's going to pass this year for sure. Uh, 
Um, But it is very different because uh, we Dems came in just ready to go. Um, We had some bottled up uh, frustrations and really a plan to make some some big changes. You know, we've already codified um, uh, reproductive freedom. So uh, abortions are still legal in Minnesota and we are uh, doing more legislation to to ensure that that happens. We passed uh, lunch and breakfast for our school kids at no cost. We uh, passed trans. We are actually a sanctuary uh, state now for trans folks, not just kids, but for families. There, There are a number of families that are moving to Minnesota or who have moved to Minnesota because they have trans kids and the state that they were living in, um, the parents could have their children removed and the, ch- the parents wow. could go to jail. Um, we've just been doing all kinds of really, really important good work. And we're going to continue to do that with these omnibus bills that are coming up. Um, we're, um, last year, the chair of education, uh, finance was a GOP, uh, guy and he, his end of the year, the whole budget for education for the state of Minnesota was a $30 million um, uh, um, allotment for a literacy program, a privately run literacy program. And that was it. No no mental health um, support, no additional supports for the teachers or the kids or anything like that. And so my bill is like $2.2 billion, if you can even imagine. $2.2 billion. I mean, this might be the only time we ever have um, this kind of a surplus. And and because GOP did not pass any bills, like they did really nothing last year, uh, the surplus that we had from last year, we are now spending this year. So they really shot themselves in in the foot. Um, And so bonding is going to happen for the infrastructure, roads and bridges and, and that sort of thing. Really, you know, like the first biggest, best investment that we've ever had in education, health and human services, ag, you know, everything. Um, We are just trying to make sure that we're looking at the, you know, the little person. What does it take to get those farmers, to help those farmers, those family farmers uh, are uh, folks of color that want to get into farming or are farming or young folks that want to get we're just you know losing these these uh, family farms right and left um, and we want to make sure that we're supporting them we want to make sure that we have leave a clean um, a clean healthy world you know environment right. for our our next generation so we've got all kinds of investments that way I mean it just goes on and on. I saw uh, State Representative uh, Kowalski is, I don't know if she's ahead of a bill that's coming up about not taxing um, the retirees on their Social Security uh, and that don't make, as a couple, I think it was over $100,000 and then a single is $78,000 a year. Yep. That's something that yep. I think everybody can get aboard on, on board on. So we'll tax those over... 100,000 and over the 78, not the, not the, uh, you know, the lower income seniors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that, that is a bill that's moving uh, in different, you know, both in the house and the Senate have adjustments to social security. Um, It will mean that, you know, perhaps our, um, you know, we won't have some of the funds that are available to, to use towards the our senior our aging uh, population, but uh, this is really important, and I've been hearing so many stories about our elderly folks, especially women. You know, yeah. as you look at who is aging out, these are women whose husbands work; they maybe had a little part-time job or or something like that, and never built up a lot of wealth for themselves. Don't have social security themselves to draw from, so they're drawing their husband's social security, and they are very, very, very limited um, incomes. And um, you know, I got this this senior living place near me, um, where the 
corporate owners keep just jacking their rent up like like 12 percent and 12 percent and nickel and dime them to death and charge them extraordinary amounts for their utilities and there's nothing they you know some of them are are fighting back because i had uh, two residents come into my office yesterday with this very well put together binder of information and then letters and stories uh, saying we need help. I mean, there was a resident there that was um, that was eating cat food because that's all she could afford. And she was too proud to ask for help. Um, and it's the beauty of it is this community is coming together and helping each other. Like yeah. if you need if if you're feeling anxious, call us. If you need somebody to talk to, call us. If you don't know how to fill out a form, call us. Um, but they have just created such an incredible, you know, human support system. I just you know it almost makes me want to cry. Wow, yeah, it's an important to take care of our elder elders for sure. Uh, yeah, Wendy, I, it's it's heartbreaking, isn't it? It is heartbreaking, and for someone to have to eat calf food or you know scraps or go out and look for leftover foods, uh, it's just that's that's really sad to me. It is, and you know, many of them are on medication. Um, some of them that are, that have CPACs or uh, um, a heart implant. Monica. What do you call those? Uh, transplant pacemaker pacemaker. you know they have to have electricity to monitor and you know they're turning off their utilities uh so it's heartless it's just Mm -hmm. heartless it's it's all about that that eternal dollar at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and you know i i talked with some of my other legislators and we're going to start working on some things um, hopefully we can bring the AG in or something like that, but we can't let this continue for any reason at all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and Native Americans, and I know even in the old days, uh, our elders were, uh, you know, respected and things like this wouldn't happen to them. And Mm-mm. it's, it's mm-hmm. heartbreaking to hear because of the almighty dollar and Wendy, you know, healthcare the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's all. Yeah. Always uh, profits over patience, profits yep. over, you know, over compassion, profits over, yeah, profits profits over everything. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Yeah. Well, State Senator, we got a few more minutes. What uh, what lies ahead uh, here uh, besides uh, you're ending your session on the week of my birthday and there'll be a major celebration. I I think May is Native American. Uh, Heritage Month, and there's so many things going on there, and things at the Capitol, too. Yep. On May 5th, we will be having um, the uh, MMIR um, mm-hmm. uh, Remembrance Day at the Cap- at the Minnesota State Capitol in St. Paul. At noon, it will begin, and there will be prayer and song and speeches, um, we will start it off with um, a walk around the the uh, the Capitol grounds, mm-hmm. and uh, I would encourage anyone and everyone to come out. I think there will be food and music, um, but it'll be a day to remember our, our missing and murdered Indigenous relatives, and um, it's important that we we continue to keep that work. Our, um, you know, we. In Minnesota, we create a missing and murdered Indigenous relatives office, a permanent office in our state government. Um, and Director uh, Juliet Rudy is, uh, now has three staff members, and um, they are um, really bent on getting to figure out how to access data within our state government, share data within our state government, how to start working with county and local sheriffs and police when um, things are happening, um, cold case issue uh, cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we will pass that specialty license plate for yeah. MMIR because that little bit of money that you that you pay for that license plate will go into a reward program for um, our MMIR. 
And so uh, there's a lot of really good things. And and as we work on these omnibus bills and come towards a final um, agreement, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable of the good work we're going to do for Minnesota. Wow, totally exciting. And we we really, it seems like, Wendy, we have the front seat to that uh, with State Senator Mary Kunish coming on every week. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? I'm so happy. And thank you so much for your work, Mary. It really means so much. And you're you're awesome, seriously. Right. Oh, won't be lie, everybody. Wow, Pini Gigi, that was State Senator Mary Kunish of the great state of Minnesota. Up next, uh, we're going to be having our sacred animal section with Wendy, and uh, we're going to talk about... Fun Fact Friday! Yay! All right. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. Stay with us. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's, Let's live, live and, and let, let howl. howl. The local advertisers you hear on AM 950 are the lifeblood of the station. If you find yourself regularly tuning in, or if you appreciate the diversity of content we deliver, please take the time to support our advertisers. Even if it's just to thank them for backing AM 950, your voice and support can go a long way. Help keep the station going strong while investing in our local community. Find the complete list of on-air supporters by visiting the advertisers page at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! 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 Well, the sad thing, Wendy, was that was a, a four-person howl, and yeah. we're going to be uh, saying see you later because we don't say goodbye in our own way to Zoe, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to miss Zoe. So Yeah, we want Zoe to know that she did an awesome job, and we really appreciate it. She will be missed very much, and we are inviting her to come back anytime she you know, wants to come back. So, right. yeah, thank you, Zoe, for all your hard work. We really appreciate it. Chimiigwech to all of you and everyone at Native Roots Radio. It's been a really wonderful experience. Right on. Zoe, we hope we keep your family listening to the show even though you're not on. Ho oh, <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Hey, I want to, it's Fun Fact Friday, and uh, I want to hand it over to 
my uh, beautiful wife, Wendy Pilot. Go ahead, Wen. Hey, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajingo, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animals at the local and state level, and it's always yes, you do. a fun thing to do that. Yeah, so on Fridays, we do a Fun Fact Friday just because it's the weekend. We want to go into the weekend with uh, some lightness in our heart and just have a nice, uh, calm weekend. And we don't want to talk about anything too uh, controversial or sad or anything like that. Which I we, remember one which fun we fact do, Friday was a downer. Remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> well, I didn't read the whole article before I started reading it on like, the oh, air. it's going to get better. It's going to get better. I thought it was funny, but it wasn't. It was a horrible one. But anyway. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I got this list of uh, 300 random animal facts, and it's uh, from the number fact site it's written by luke uh ward 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 yeah and it's on science nature and animals and again it's 300 uh, random animal facts and we're starting from the backwards we started from 300 and we're going to number one and we're on i think we're around 211 so we'll see i might have uh, already did these but uh this is what we're doing. So, You're right on. yeah, so 211. There are currently over a million animal species on planet Earth. Hmm. Yeah, I would think that they were more, but uh, a million. Million's a pretty good number. Agrizophobia. Agrizophobia is a fear of, do you want to guess, Robert? Agrizophobia. Uh, of corn in, <laughs> uh, in the. No, I don't know. Agri, agrizophobia. It's a fear of wild animals. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I think I mentioned this one before, or I might have just read it in my head and thought I said it, but a puppy is born blind, deaf, and toothless. Like a dog puppy? Yeah. Oh, a wow. dog puppy. Yeah. A dog puppy. What <laughs> other? Well, I guess uh could be like a fox. No, I think fox are called kits. Yeah, that's a fun fact, too. Yeah. Uh, a squid's eye can get as big as a basketball. What? Yes. Wait. A squid's <laughs> eye can get as big as a basketball. Okay. I don't know. See, they don't give you any excla- ex- explanation. Explanation. Now you're Blah. talking like me, Wendy. I just woke up. I took a little <laughs> nappy this afternoon. Your voice is a little deeper, It too. is, isn't it? That's what happens when I have a little nappy. Snakes do not blink. Oh. I bet you they have dry eyes. Yeah, visine mm-hmm. is what we used to use in high school. Now, know. this is something really dumb. An owl has a small brain. That's all it says. Like, well, duh. We don't like to talk like about Like, you could say animals. a mouse has a small brain, too. We don't like to talk about owls in our culture, you know what I mean? Oh, owls. You ever see, like, uh, reservation dogs when they have an owl on it and they'll mm-hmm. have stars on the eyes so you can't look at the all in the oh eyes. really yeah okay all right the average dog can run about 19 miles an hour the average dog well i bet you ours could run faster when it had its four legs i know when wanda had her four legs Aww. yeah well if i ever let her off the leash i bet you she could run faster than 19 miles an hour especially with, even with those three legs i know oh. yeah she had a, she tore her acl if for those who do not know, or do not remember. Wanda, because she, she's a little bit of a wild dog. She's a small Shih Tzu. She's 10 pounds. She's very, very cute. And uh, she blew out her ACL, and she had to have surgery. So she went through this whole big surgery, and we've been pampering her. I took her back to the vet. It was just yesterday. We got the bad news that she blew out surgery. So... Now, um, I'm getting doomy and gloomy here, but now (laughs) she has to rest for three weeks and then we're going to reevaluate the whole surgery, but she may need to have another surgery. And that's a Wanda fun fact for Friday. Yeah, we might have to get a GoFundMe page going on this. But um, (laughs) one survey reports that 33% of dog owners admit they talk to their dogs on the phone or leave messages on answering machines while they're away. What? I know sometimes when I'm in New York, we FaceTime, and I FaceTime with Wanda. Do you ever see that one video she with gets, those two dogs? That Oh, my God. You guys have to look this up. They're two dogs, and they're Zooming with each other. They're best friends, and the 
their dog. They're, they got so they're excited so to see happy each other. to see each other With over the Zoom. And then one starts crying, and then the other one starts howling. I'm I sure lo- you could just look it up. Two dogs zooming. I'm sorry, I it's, love TikTok. It's so. Oh, it was TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, it was really, really cute. So, uh, listen to this one. I didn't know this. A chicken with red earlobes will produce brown eggs, and a chicken with white earlobes will produce white eggs. Yeah. I I don't have a response to that at all. Okay, well. (laughs) China has the most goats in the world. They have over 170 million goats. They have the most people, too. (laughs) So they probably have the most of everything there. Let's just say they have the most of everything. Good and bad. Good and bad is right. There is only one pink bottlenose dolphin that has been discovered in an inland lake in Louisiana, USA. An inland lake? Wow. That's crazy. A pink bottlenose dolphin. Inland lake in Louisiana. The animal on the Firefox logo is not a fox but a red panda i don't know if i know that logo <laughs> Say that again? the animal on the firefox logo is not a fox but a red panda oh i don't know hey, i don't know that nina says chickens have earlobes what <laughs> and then uh you could maybe do a whole show on that next uh, week i know and that's crazy <laughs> that right? is crazy oh my god an elephant can smell water up to three miles away Wow. I didn't know that water smelt. <laughs> right? What does it smell like? <laughs> well, not chlorine like it does in Minnesota or in, in our house. I'm going to mention Jeez. I'm going to mention the animal that you don't like. Many <gasps> no. many oh, who? many species of owls oh. have special feathers for flying silently. Okay. Yeah, so other animals their prey, right? Can't hear them. Right. Mm-hmm. Two dogs. Two dogs were among the Titanic survivors. What? Yeah. That's a good fun fact. Yeah, I didn't know that. Two dogs. Oh, I love dogs. Seventy-nine percent <laughs> of pet owners sleep with their pets. Only seventy-nine. I know. I thought it would be higher, actually. Well, right. It's hard with those big dogs. Yeah, I know. Well, we sleep with our two dogs. They're in the bed with us, and then the cat comes up too. We used to have a chihuahua that if we moved, um, he'd bite me in the he'd head. Growl, yeah, and bite you. I know. Yeah. Time. Oh, I don't have that much time left. Okay. Um, most young fireflies feed on nectar and pollen, although adult fireflies do not need to eat to survive. What? Well, they don't need to eat. We need to get deeper in these. These, yeah. That's see, that's all they lead. They don't, you know. Then you have. Then you're like, oh, let me find out about that, and then you Google, you know, that particular fact to learn more. Yeah, Dumbledore isn't only the headmaster of Hogwarts. In fact, a Dumbledore is an old English term for a type of bee. <laughs> hey. That's 194. Sometimes I skip over them if they're not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you've been listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. Peeny Gigi to Nancy, uh, State Senator Mary Kunish, and Wendy, Zoe, happy trails. Haley, Peeny Gigi for everything you're doing right now and what we'll be doing in the future. We'll see you tomorrow or see you next week. See you on Monday. Free Leonard Peltier. Free Leonard Peltier.